Welcome to Equipped and Established, a podcast of Valley Bible Church where we seek to equip people with the Word of God to be established in the truth. Hey everyone, this is episode 47 of the Equipped and Established podcast. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is part of our 10-minute theology series where we talk about a certain topic of theology in around 10 minutes. And this week we are continuing to look at theology proper, which again, just way a reminder is the study of God in general. In the past many weeks, we've just been walking through the attributes of God and we're getting kind of near the end here. We might have just one more episode or so of these attributes. Uh, but today... Uh, we're going to be looking at the attribute of God's wrath, or that he is wrathful. And just like our previous attribute that we talked about last time, of just the jealousy of God, this attribute is maybe one that we would not expect, or even when we hear, we might at first glance seem almost negative. But my hope is that as we examine this attribute, we can see that even a consideration of God's wrath should bring us to praise and worship our God. Okay? So, now, like, as I mentioned, uh, this attribute may be not what, uh, very, uh, may not be viewed very highly, if I can talk here for a moment, it may not be viewed very highly uh, by many people, and this is even to the point that some people just kind of reject it and just say that, God isn't wrathful at all. He's just a God of love and all that. But let's go to the Bible. Let's see if this is, in fact, something we see in Scripture. Okay, that's what we should always do is go to the Word to be our determining factor. Okay, if this is true or not. And you can look throughout Scripture, Old and New Testament, all that, and you can see many examples of God's wrath being poured out and all that. But one clear passage here that we see um, this mentioning of this attribute um, is in Nahum chapter 1 verse 2. Okay, Nahum chapter 1 verse 2. It says, The Lord is a jealous and avenging God. The Lord is avenging and wrathful. The Lord takes vengeance on his adversaries and keeps wrath for his enemies. So we say, actually, both actually, we saw the jealousy of God last time. We see that here as well. But then notice the clear statement that the Lord is wrathful. It says the Lord is avenging and wrathful. So right away, like, Scripture is clear on this, okay? This is something we can't just, like, paint over and, like, oh, that doesn't exist or whatever, right? Like, no, this is something that is true. It's there. And, and another misconception I think people have is they view the wrath of God as something primarily for, like, the Old Testament, as if, like, in the Old Testament, God's, like, cranky and just kind of this bad-tempered God, right, kind of a thing. But then you have the New Testament where Jesus came and essentially he kind of makes God nice or something, right? Like, that's almost kind of this view. That's, like, Old Testament was wrath, New Testament grace. But this is not consistent with Scripture, okay? Like, on many reasons, okay? But primarily, like, we see, even in the New Testament, there are references to the wrath of God, okay? The, the scripture's not shy on that. And so, you have Paul address the wrath of God a, a couple of times, right? For example, Romans 1.18, it says, For the wrath of God 
is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Notice that. Wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness. And then even in Colossians 3, 6, on account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. So after talking about some sinful behaviors in Colossians 3, he says, on account of these, the wrath of God is coming. So the wrath of God is clear throughout the Old and New Testament. Okay, and so again, that's something we should just shy away from, all that. But, once again, we need to take a step back here and actually consider what do we mean when we refer to God being wrathful? And what we mean by that is when we say that God is wrathful, we mean that he hates all sin. That's what we're referring to here. Okay, when we talk about God's wrath and him being wrathful, it means that he hates all sin. He hates all evil. And so don't confuse this wrath of God with what we often picture wrath as and what we experience in our own lives. Like we only see a sinful version of wrath in the world around us and even in our own lives, right? We might show wrath towards people or all that, but that's sinful, right? And so God being wrathful does not mean that he just kind of flies off the handle or loses his temper or anything like that. Like you kind of have like in like the uh, other like ancient Greek gods or other stuff like that where you almost have these accounts where they are wrathful and it's in a very negative way where they do just kind of lose their temper and do stuff. But that's not this picture of God. Okay, that is not what we're talking about here with God. And you have to remember all the other attributes we have looked at so far. And we have to realize that God's wrath will not contradict any of those other attributes. Which is part of the reason I wanted to do this attribute towards the end of our attributes, okay? So even though he is wrathful, he is still also patient. He is gracious. He is merciful, loving, just, and righteous. Okay? So when God's wrath is poured all that, like, it is perfectly uh, holy, just, and righteous hatred of sin. Okay? That's what it is. It is not God losing his temper. It is not God flying off the handle. It is God's perfectly holy, just, and righteous hatred of sin. And when you stop and think about this, this is a good thing and really makes sense. Because it, we have discussed God's goodness and righteousness before, right? And how all that he does is good and right. And he is the center of all those things. And he delights in those things. And so then it makes sense that the kind of flip side of that would also be true that he also hates evil. Okay, could you imagine if God didn't really hate sin? Or was even just like apathetic to it? And like, ah, it's not a big deal. That'd be terrible, like, we all understand that there is sin and wickedness in our world that should be deservedly punished. And God is that perfect judge who can bring that perfect judgment to sin and evil that we see in our world, and we know that he will bring that judgment. Okay, and that should encourage us whenever we are disheartened by the wickedness we see in our world today. Okay, that we know God's wrath will be poured out on sin and evil. 
So it's actually a good thing that God is against and hates all sin and evil. Okay? He doesn't just turn a blind eye or just kind of sweep it under the rug. You're just, nah, I don't really care. Right? No, he cares. He hates sin. He hates evil. And that's it good thing, right? Hopefully we, hopefully you see that. Hopefully you see the goodness of that. Okay. Okay. And so again, hopefully you can start to see that should give us some ways that we should worship and praise him. Okay. And so kind of, as we transition to this application, uh, that first one is kind of building what I just mentioned, right? As I just mentioned, that should encourage us. So when we see evil in our world, we can take comfort knowing God will bring judgment on it, whether that's in this life or the life to come. Okay, he will not let the guilty go unpunished, like we saw before with his justice, right? Like his wrath will be poured out on it. And that's a good thing. That's an encouragement. Uh, a second application, it should make us thankful for the work of Christ. Because guess what? Before the work of Christ in our life, Ephesians talks about what were we? We were children of wrath, right? Like we were objects of God's wrath because of what? Our sin. Our sin deserved God's wrath. And yet Christ bore that wrath for us. He bore it on the cross. He took it all on himself, right? That's amazing, right? That's amazing. And we should never lose sight of that. We should give the thanks and praise to Christ for his work on our behalf, okay? And then the last application, the third application I can think of here was we should also hate sin and evil just like God does. And again, don't mishear what I'm saying, right? Like we don't hate people or show that, but we hate sin, right? You've heard that expression like hate the sin, love the sinner, right? Kind of a thing. That's the idea, right? We still love people. We show grace towards all that, but we don't like like sin, okay? And more specifically, I'm thinking like in our own personal life, right? Like we should hate our sin in our lives, okay? Like I don't think we should be as concerned. Like we're not, I'm not talking here pointing out other people's sin, all that. Yeah, we should be uh, dismayed and um, sorrowful over wickedness and sin and evil that we see in our world, right? But also we should be looking internally to ourselves of, we should not be apathetic to our own sin. Okay? We should rather be seeking to put our sin to death, strive to love the things God loves and hate the things God hates. Okay? That we would hate the sin God hates. And so we as believers should have that hatred of sin. Okay? Again, yeah, that could be in the evil we see in the world and all that, we should hate that and not, uh, yeah, enjoy that, right, kind of a thing, or delight in that. We should hate that because God hates that. But especially as we think of just even in our own personal lives, that's how we should approach our sin, right? It was with that same hatred that God has for sin. We should not just be neutral with it, but should actively be seeking to put that sin to death and to then put righteousness on in its place. Okay? Hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully this is encouraging. We're a little over our 10 minutes here, but hopefully that makes sense of you can understand 
like the reality of God's wrath as well as the goodness of it and also some of those practical kind of implications of how that should impact our lives as well okay so hopefully that's encouragement to you and so that's going to do it for today's episode so we'll catch you all next time Thank you.